0: what's up guys on this episode of the geek domination podcast we answer the question of what makes us want to pre-order a game along with that we give our initial thoughts on the release of destiny rise of iron and talk about the disturbing fact that people are petitioning for shia labeouf to be casted as jason todd and the dcu enjoy <laughs>
1: We just look forward
0: to the coming And all we know that's coming is the end (laughs) We are merely specks of dust
1: Well, I mean, I hate to
2: put it there But, you know, elections are coming up God, no Come on Hey, welcome Potentially dangerous situation coming up
0: Welcome to the examination
2: This is a thing that we're doing We're in America And we might fuck up the world soon (laughs)
0: Might he says, <laughs> maybe
2: it yeah. might happen. Uh, what episode is this? <laughs> seventy something. Se- seventy four.
3: Seventy
2: four. <gasps> Dude, I call. Oh my god, I can't believe I came up with that out of my ass. Like I pulled that right out of there. <laughs> it's almost like, like you knew that last
0: week was seventy three. Whoa! No, oh, I September, totally forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Today is September twenty third, twenty sixteen. My name is Cody Spitzelberger, and there's people here. John-Luc Navant. What up? Anthony Tyson. Now
2: that we're past episode 69, nothing else matters. <laughs> we're, like, all nothing. <laughs> we're all nothing. We're all nothing.
3: This podcast <laughs> means nothing. Is oh,
1: <laughs> As you guys can tell, we're in an interesting set of moods today. Dude,
0: yeah. I think, like, Anthony like, said earlier in this week, like, this week is just kind of, like, super butt fucked us all in work situations.
2: Can And can I also briefly mention that this week has also been rife with, like, Tons of shitty things that it are memes. potentially happening. No, in real life too. I, I'm just saying this also affects everything else. That's true. It just it, it drags down the yeah the atmosphere. So let me let me just warn you that I might not be as bubbly as my usual self.
0: I'm just gonna chug this Kickstarter, which is based on my life source, and grand old time.
1: Do it. Cody is pounding energy drinks. Um, Anthony has promised sass, and my head hurts because I've been playing Dishonored. For like eight but hours. But tell them about that trophy, though. What'd you do? You did uh, the thing. Um, I've been balls deep and dishonored because uh, oh. I bought the definitive edition, it's uh, the PS4 edition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Trying to prep for two, which the themes, by the way, the free ones. They're pretty cool. I haven't <sighs> looked them at them all. They're pretty, pretty yeah, fucking awesome. I like them a lot. Yeah. You tell yeah. me about that. Um, I finally did, <clears throat> and it took me just a day, actually. To do the entire story without killing anyone, without getting alerted, or without alerting anybody, so I was never seen.
2: Yeah. It was great. (laughs) Very nice. Good clapping there. Oh. And... uh. Let's move on (laughs) to news.
0: There's not a lot this week, so it should be fairly quick. Let's start with potentially the greatest thing that has (laughs) ever happened to the human race. Ever. It has been confirmed... That Shia LaBeouf <laughs> will be playing.
3: <laughs> Send help.
0: Oh. That has been confirmed. There is a petition going around right now. <laughs> Everybody loves petitions with only about two thousand signatures. Two thousand signatures to get Shia LaBeouf to play Jason Todd, <laughs> aka Jason Hood, in the DC. Jason Hood. Jason Hood. Jason Todd. <laughs> Jesus. The Red Hood.
2: No, I just picture him fucking like doing that like pose from like the Just Do It, but with like a hood on, you know, trying to be all G. <laughs> Can you just
0: imagine this? Like you know him telling. <laughs> I'd like to do something to kill the
2: Joker. Yeah, just, just do it! Do it! Do it! <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yesterday you said tomorrow.
2: <laughs> Let Stop your dreams come true. Giving up. <laughs> yeah. God. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. Shia is an incredible, talented actor, but he's also a fucking crazy dude. Yeah. yeah. He just he misses his even Stevens days, <laughs> fam. <laughs> Don't we all? And holes. <laughs> and <laughs> and holes though. Let's put that yeah. one up there too. I, I'm just saying, you know, Transformers and then he just got, you know, it. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, did. he just got
0: fucked by Michael Bay for, you know, like seven <laughs> All years. All those explosions <laughs> hurt him. Like,
2: he has actual he has, psychological he has trauma. Yeah. Yeah. PTSD yeah, from being a Transformer.
0: <laughs>
3: don't we all, though? Shy's just in his trailer. All around me. <laughs> God. But, but, yeah,
1: I mean, he is technically, like, crazy enough, but I couldn't take him seriously. I really it, – it's weird for me to say that, but I don't think I could.
2: Yeah, I mean, anything could happen. If he d- really disappears in the role, I could maybe see it, but yeah. I could still see so many other people that yeah. are, like, geared up for that role. I, I like, don't know. I'm just picturing, like, Red Hood taking off his, like –
1: Hood or mask yeah. or whatever. And <laughs> freaking Shia's like... a beard. Mu- fucking mullet and <laughs> yeah. beard thing.
2: Come, just hangs out. Right. But. So... Seriously. And, you know, come on. Like, whenever yeah. you hear that someone's, d- like, doing this over a petition, you yeah. immediately don't, like, give it credit. Yeah. That's, like, my first reaction. But no, dude. This, if they get
0: 5,000... Like, this petition's gonna be delivered directly to Ben Affleck and the people at the DCU. Like, clearly... <laughs> Clearly it's
1: let
2: gonna me, make a difference. Let me just roll my eyes super hard at yeah.
1: that one. Is it a is it a change.org petition? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Where else would you go? So that gets sent to the White House. <laughs> Mr. Trump <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> <President>.
0: Mrs.
1: Clinton. <laughs> Anybody.
3: <laughs> Mr. President, we have in our state of emergency.
0: Charlotte <laughs> Buff might be probably the next DC. I'm not a
3: cook. Send the nukes. Yeah
0: and that's how america died. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it I pff, that's a thing, but yeah. the comic book article or comic.com article was just like what the fuck. Yeah, it was <laughs> real dumb.
3: yeah, we
1: all found it pretty amusing.
0: It's pretty terrifying.
1: Um next is something that uh has Anthony Uh, Wanting to talk. (laughs) I
0: was going to say, I don't know if we could say excited. I don't
1: want to say you were excited because it's It's weird. Okay, got a little reluctance. Yeah,
2: every week it seems that Ghost in the Shells release news. I've had something I've been doing or I'm just simply not here. So now finally we get these weird like 10, 15 second-ish teaser trailers that were released uh, alongside Mr. Robot, which if it was a full trailer, I would have been like, oh, that's cool. That's a good idea. But I'm not going to lie. I don't know what the execs are thinking with these 10 to 15 second spots. They tell us almost virtually nothing. And they they're, don't...
0: they're teasers. I mean, they're, they're exactly... Well, they
2: are teasers, and that's fine. If it's like a teaser to set up a trailer, I know that people do that all the time. But these aren't even long enough to be proper teasers. The proper teaser trailer is about a minute long. That's true. These I... are, together are less than a minute long. Y- you know, I think there's a, a way to do
1: teaser trailers. Look at Beauty and the Beast like about a month ago. Look at Skyrim back in 2010, I think it was. Like those teaser trailers that tell you yeah. almost nothing but still get you pumped.
2: Yeah, I'd rather I'd rather get like a proper cut trailer, set the tone, get excited for we'll the real We'll probably get
0: that. What's the next big movie release?
2: Well, this is Legendary Pictures. Okay. Um I can't really think of a Legendary Pictures. That's like really important
0: no they're not doing anything really they did warcraft yeah. but i don't know what else they're doing mm, at this point yeah um just big movies in general
3: oh
2: well, there's like tons there are, literally there's like so many i i can't even go off a list right now finding one that would be appropriate for it is hard um p- following like the proper release of trailers i would expect it within the next month or two since it seems like this wasn't a tease for a trailer this is just like a random this thing this is a type build yeah um but in the trailers so going on to that in each one there was a certain like little scene established so the first one was really odd to me as this is going to be the first ghost in the shell live cinematic movie and the first shot straight up harkens to the second uh, ghost in the shell movie innocence uh which was interesting i found because you see this geisha kind of like walking so now excuse my ignorance
3: mm-hmm.
0: was there just ghost in the shell movies or was it Episodic too
2: Well the cool thing So the first is the manga It started as a manga Uh, Second was the movie And then there was a TV series There's been a couple of different ones That have gone on um, I think Standalone Complex vastly superior than like every every other t- show. But the cool thing with Standalone Complex is they had a full good run with it, and uh, that was like super good. But, and that was the TV show. Uh, uh, it was one of them, okay. and then there was an offshoot little thing that was almost like a mini movie, and then that was pretty cool. There was this preview TV show, like pre- like prologue TV show that sort of fits in with the TV show, but sort of doesn't. And then there's that offshoot movie of that. That's like this mini movie, and that was just fucking okay, garbage. My interest is
0: gone. It, it, it's gone. I do not
2: Sorry. Sh- let me get into the good thing. <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so then the next shot was uh, you see this iconic. So one of the big looks from the original movie was the uh, creation of the android and making a cyborg is literally the movement. And you see this like cyborg getting made with like the skin being like pulled over all of the cybernetics and everything. It's like, it's a really fucking cool ass shot. And then it proceeds immediately to seeing the major, which is the main character of the ghost in the shell universe. And she's just kind of like looking out into the city landscape as the like the screens, like pulling back and getting wider and wider. That shot was straight up. The second shot of it, Mm. um, minus the making of the Android scene. Uh, that was kind of cool, but again, it's just like, okay, what's going on here? Like the layman would be like, "What the fuck is this?" And then the third was really awful, like weird. Beats Takashi, which is like a cool guy. He's just like he takes his gun and he like unloads the revolver, and you see the bullets drop, and that's the entire trailer. I'm like, the fuck is that? As he's looking down. So artistic. Down. Yeah, edgy. and uh, yeah, right. Super edgy. And then there's the last trailer uh or yeah uh, there's a uh, two more sorry one trailer which is like scarlett johansson she's got her gun she's like going down a hallway and it's like she's, she's like shaking almost she's all which spooked. is weird for she's a cyborg. She's yeah spooked. i guess and then she looks in and there's this um really interesting shot of like a collection of like random people in two rows in a circle And they're connected to something. So it looks like maybe they're establishing this, like, hive mind kind of thing going on is where my mind's going. And then after that was this really weird shot of this one chick with Scarlett Johansson on the other side. And this is the weirdest thing. So I'm going to do this to make this really super weird for John Laird. Okay. But she does this. (laughs) (laughs) And the other girl's like, what are you? (laughs) I'm like, I know they're trying to be super edgy because this is alongside Mr. Robot, but this is dumb. I'm not... Here's, I'm not here's the problem.
0: In. Here's the problem. I can't take Scarlett Johansson seriously after Lucy. I'm sorry. Here's I'm the sorry. problem. <laughs> there's
2: two pro- There's two huge problems. <laughs> there's the Lucy Scarlett Johansson leading role, and then there's the under-the-skin Scarlett Johansson leading role, which, unfortunately, under-the-skin, which is an awesome movie that everyone should watch, came before Lucy, and now everyone's got Lucy in their fucking minds, and that movie is garbage. There is
0: one good aspect of that movie. Yeah, one or two, that? I guess. What, what did you enjoy? Two
1: Morgan Freeman. <laughs> okay, <Yeah>. no. <laughs> I'm just... He's been like phony. Okay, the so yeah, the has. big thing
0: for me was the sound design. is actually incredible in that movie. Sure, that's Like fair. straight yeah. up, yeah. and the cinematography is decent.
2: Right. It was just like the, the story script. is just like the ideas. The
0: yeah, gar- most garbage that I've ever garbage. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I agreed. I Agreed completely. Um, but yeah, so it's like we have that mindset, and then. We're getting that into Ghost in the Shell, so it's like, okay, which ScarJo am I gonna get? Am I gonna get that cool, really like under the skin vibe, or, or am I gonna get the it in straight face Lucy <laughs> emotionless role? And I yeah. don't want that because I under the skin worked, and it, if you take that kind of emotionless into the major character, that could be interesting. I just, I really hope the side cast. I just was, can't
0: wait for all the 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 USB and, drive Easter eggs oh. of Lucy throughout. <laughs> Oh, God. Ghost in the Shell. Oh, this is gonna be
2: like, oh, hey, look, it's Lucy. There Andrew, why do you hurt my soul? Why did you just call me er, Andrew? Cody, you I'm hurt my sorry. soul. Like uh, me Andrew. Shots fire me. Shoot me. <laughs> it's been that kind of day, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's been that kind of week, man. Like we yeah. said. If I have one thing to say though, is if you want to look at the better version of this, there's a fan edit. Uh, that is a minute and one second. Oh so shit. qualifies. <laughs> qualifies <laughs> as a teaser trailer. And uh, it's not bad. It's pretty cool. So they, they edit it all together? Or? Yeah, they take some of the aspects from the original um, trailer for the animated movie back okay. in 90, I want to say it was 7, that that movie came out. Oh, wow. Yeah, and it's really cool. It's
1: good. I think I've only ever seen the first movie, yeah. so I don't know much. But yeah, It's yeah. just
2: unfortunately, I really want to be hyped about this movie. I really want to get into it and... I don't know. Just, I'm not there yet. I want to be. I want to get into it. I just can't yet. I'm worried. Yeah, it's okay. Anyway, rant over. <laughs> rant over. You're okay. Thank you, John Luke. Uh, uh, explain.
0: Okay, so <laughs> I don't know how. I just kind of <laughs> missed the whole like Dark Tower like thing over the last couple years.
1: Oh well the the series started, uh, in the 80s maybe or 90s. Yeah, okay. yeah well, I wasn't in the really, like late 80s. I really sometimes. suck at life. Then. The I know the first book um a first a first print of it is like really fucking hard to find. Um the most common one is a, like a 2003 reprint. Okay. Anyway, it's been going on for a long like 20 years. I I think the last book, The Dark Tower, um if you don't count uh uh The Keyhole one, I forget what the title is. But.
2: I, I'm like I'm a very layman with this that series. was like Andrew's the big one. Yeah, loves he, it. he would know one. a
1: little bit more than me because I mean I'm just re getting into it j- now. Um, but no. Um, so we've been talking about the movie a couple times on cast, which we still don't know what the hell the movie is. I don't want to talk about the theories that Andrew and I have about the movie because it's like super spoilery for the end of the series. But, um, basically. We were worried about them trying to shove in seven, eight, if you count the the side one, books into one movie. And those are some pretty in-depth stories. So, uh, this week uh, it was announced that we will be getting a TV series to follow the movie. Now, it said that the TV series was only going to cover, I believe it said the third, and fourth books. There are seven of them. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if they're going to continue it, if there's going to be another movie. And now that they've said that those are the books that they cover, are they fitting two books into the first movie? Because it's definitely possible because the first book is a lot of walking.
2: (laughs) I was going to say, from what I remember reading of the series, and I've read only one book, and I can't even remember which one, but it was like a lot of tone like it builds atmosphere is is what i was yeah
1: yeah it is book three and four and i just looked it up the first book the gunslinger was 1982 wow nice and the seventh came out in 2004 so that should tell you but yeah so it's gonna be the same cast everything is the movie i don't know exactly (laughs) we don't know much but it's interesting i don't know after rereading the second and third books um revisiting the casting decisions they've been making i'm a little confused on how they're going to do some certain aspects of the story but i don't i feel andrew kind of feels the same way
2: yeah i'm i'm curious to see how this works as also like a marketing standpoint cuz yeah. not often do we see movies and then get tv shows
1: yeah the first thing that came to my mind was like let's take firefly for example like well, that that had that to wrap up in, with a movie
2: well yeah and that one was barely like that yeah. was a passion project to get done so this is even like a like proper greenlit thing. This yeah. is a proper greenlit thing. And, and it's got some big-name people yeah. working on it. Yeah. So
1: it's – I don't know. I'm interested. The second book, hard for me to say. The second book's probably one of my favorites. It's when the series really, really gets its stride. And they King really found out what he wanted to do with his characters. So cool. I'm excited to see that.
2: I'll have to reread that series again.
1: I don't know. I, I'm sure Andrew will agree with this, but the fourth book is really just filler. So Okay. That's gonna be interesting to see a, t- a TV adaption.
0: We have fillers all the time in TV. Right. We're gonna be Walking Dead,
1: more walking. Still more walking and more dead. But Arrow, yeah. here's four episodes <laughs> of everyone
0: lamenting over the death of Black Canary. <laughs> Spoilers. I kept it a secret to keep you safe. <laughs> the movie.
3: <laughs> <laughs> the movie.
0: <laughs> nice. I just. Oh my god. I'm anyway. Just, but yeah We're so close to all the CW shit I'm not excited for it
1: <laughs> Although um, I did finish my Binge of Constantine A little off topic I need to Dude, right. It's real good ah! So much work I could definitely Cosplay a A chubby Constantine <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yes But the only problem Be With that time. Is you can't smoke Because then your lungs Would just die
1: I'll just I'll just hold a cigarette In my mouth <laughs> Like whatever that What was that movie <laughs> Fault in our stars
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, you know what yeah, I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, with Ansel Elgort. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I know what you want. I totally know. It's that's the hilarious.
1: power of the thing that doesn't kill you, or whatever he says. Yeah, he's like, he's like, it's a metaphor. <laughs> Edge. That's the theme of today's cast is edgy. Edgy. Yeah. <laughs> so and edgy cancer. <laughs> oh, <laughs>
0: shit. Oh, my God. So,
1: that's the fault of <laughs> this?
3: Jesus. He's right, you know. <laughs> Jesus God, Christ. Man. All right.
0: Well, that's all the news, but then we have two... You're fucking ridiculous. That was savage as fuck,
1: dude. We have two <laughs> oh, sorry <laughs> SAS confirmed. I told you.
0: We have two mini reviews about stuff that we talked about last week that launched this week. So let's start in the order that we did last week. Anthony. Star Wars Corner Time. Okay. Star Wars Battlefront Death Star DLC.
2: Energy up. Okay. Um <laughs> Death Star. <laughs> yeah. I, as I mentioned previously, I was very excited for this. There was a lot there was a fucking cool ass trailer. Yes, the showing this off, um, it was as if it was as I kind of predicted, where it was one mode that's the big selling point, and it's three, it's like a three tiered mode. So how does that work? Is that like, a single like, game? Or so the first off is, and it's called uh, the dis- like the distraction or something like that. But it starts out as the rebel blockade is. Fighting um, star destroyers, and you have to take down a star destroyer, creating oh. some kind of distraction. Let's just say. Oh. Which
1: did you so see I'm that? Thro- with my lightsaber because of that <laughs> DLC, did you see that the tie defender is now canon? Um, the freaking yeah. stupid three
2: pronged. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna talk about that. Okay, there you go. Um, <laughs> so the it starts out like that, and um, you're fighting one star destroyer. Imagine the combat of the Walker assault in space. So,
0: I'm imagining all of my knowledge about the new battlefield. (laughs) So, how
2: it functions is Y-Wings come in to to take down the shields, and you have to attack sections of the Star Destroyer. Uh, You take out the two uh, dishes on the side that are, it's kind of like full shields, right? You take out the life support section on the bottom, and then you take out, finally, the uh, command um, uh, area, the bridge on the top of the the star destroyer the hilarious thing is and i have to tell you this is as a side to it when i first booted this up and played that game i literally finished that part of the match by throwing my a-wing into the bridge isn't that fucking wonderful i had a moment i was like oh and then i said too late (laughs) and then
1: it blew up and it was great that should be and a trophy, yeah, Why? right. Yeah, it trophy. wasn't. I was yeah. very disappointed. Awesome. Can
2: confirm, not a trophy, guys. What the fuck, EA? Yeah, it doesn't support suicide. You put the, it, you're like, ah, yeah, right. <laughs> um. So after you blow up the star destroyer, um, it then goes and cuts to a, like a mini cutscene, and you see this like you see the star destroyer blow up in the distance, and then this rebel transport comes in a, into a hangar, and it's supposed to be, like, a Death Star hangar, which, again, is kind of like, they made a distraction, but they got into the fucking Death Star, just like, okay, whatever, let's go with it. So they're in the Death Star. Yeah, right? I don't know. (laughs) But we must move quickly. Anyway. um, So you go out of the Rebel uh, transport, right, that's in the hangar area, and you have to get to Art 2 d 2 which is in the back of the detention area, uh, reminiscent of the iconic... um, uh, episode four scene and they recreated it somewhat accurately uh, when you go in the back it has that like you know full-on um detention area like singular corridor and awesome. everything in the very very back but technically that has nothing to do with the gameplay so people would just run back there and then it would be like you're at the edge of the game go back and then it's like oh well, that's sad i that's, wish that was a thing yeah you know, a part of the game but it's just kind of there it's a clubhouse. You're going to go hang out in there. It's a clubhouse. Exactly. You and your, your stormtrooper friends can hang back there as the rebels come in and then <laughs> grab R2-D2. And miss every shot. <laughs> yes! Seriously. Oh, my God. The first thing I played was it's getting terrible.
0: really into role-playing this
2: game. Right? <laughs> uh, so you grab R2-D2, and he functions as kind of like this moving um, objective back to – you have to get him all the way back to yeah, the You're uh, just a, a the a escorting the payload. It's full of pretty much now. escorting yeah. the payload. However, one thing I did notice is – if you are next to R2-D2 when you activate him to like go with you you actually get to be R2-D2 so it's kind of like a vehicle (laughs) you're like a vehicle so you move around as R2-D2 and in order to stop R2-D2 when he's like that you can either exit which like a vehicle stops R2-D2 and then or as the stormtroopers you can just like shoot R2-D2 and you hear this pour (laughs) See, here's the Uh, problem.
0: If I bought the DLC, (laughs) I would demand to be an R2-D2 and then just run around and not do the objective. (laughs) There were some people doing that. Just like, oh, what's in here? And then I would be on the other
1: team as a stormtrooper, like, standing on top of you, just (laughs) teabagging. Yeah. No, there was was a team
2: that was just fucking terrible at it. But... Anyway, you take him back to the Rebel Transport. Once that that is done and you succeed at that objective. And mind you, each one of these objectives you can fail. So you don't even you can't even get to the trench run sometimes <laughs> if you're on a bad team. Yeah. Then you get to the iconic moment of the trench run, because now they have the plans, quote unquote. So this is the coolest part of all three game modes. This is the new thing. And literally it is starts out the match coming down in the and you open the attack foils and everything I'm like getting fucking excited inside yeah. I'm like fanboying out I literally on the stream was just like <laughs> I was like freaking out and um, you go in there and it it's you hear the voice uh, of the of the announcer dude and he's like set up your attack for your trench run and then it'll be like assigning pilots Three pilots in every one of these sections gets chosen. You as the Empire, if you're the Empire in this sequence, have to destroy them, and then the next round happens, and this is like a 10-minute round, I want to say. Awesome. So each time you destroy the fighters as they're being assigned for the trench run, and then you as the rebels, one of the three people assigned has to succeed in performing the trench run in order to blow up the Death Star. It is insane. And the fight like before above the trenches is like really cool it's like insanity man there's like turrets going off and i really had a cool moment where the trench like the the guns actually stopped and i like i said the guns
1: they stopped firing they
2: stopped (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> and then, then you hear this, like, fighters approaching your ser- a- area Dude, or whatever. Give me and goosebumps. It happens. You fucking give me Every goosebumps. time that happens when the guns stop firing Ugh. is when Vader uh, pops as a hero class unit. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. I can't confirm it 100%, but I think that's how it happens. <laughs> so <laughs> Vader it's is a cool tie. Bad, he gets his tie advanced. It's uh, got a shield. Awesome. Um, It's got a couple of unique abilities, and, like, you hear the, I have you now, like, and stuff like that. It's pretty cool. Uh, and then Red 5, uh, you get... The uh, proton torpedoes, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, you do get a shield boost like a regular X-Wing. But your hero class ability, like how the Millennium Falcon goes fast, you get R2-D2 and he gets to repair your X-Wing. Oh, okay. However, if you get hit during that, it does nothing. So you have to find a time where you're actually like outside of combat in order to repair your vehicle if you're really good at it. Um, so when you're in the trenches, that becomes pretty good. Now, the coolest thing is when you get into the trenches, the trench run is actually pretty difficult. It is similar to Episode Four, but they threw in some of Death Star 2's trench configuration. Okay, you know that scene where the Millennium Falcon loses its dish in the yes. sixth yes. movie? That part with the with the iconic oh, there's like, like an overhang. Yeah, okay. Those, those overhangs are literally a part of wow. the trench run. Yeah, which all is I know
0: is all my years of Star Fox have prepared me for this, and I am ready. Yeah, it's dude. It's, hard
2: (laughs) the
1: the flying is my favorite part of this new battlefront game so interesting see i'm like i need to check this out yeah
2: i don't hate it i think it could be way better yeah but i didn't hate the flying and for me i got really really into this part Mm -hmm. um and it's it's hard most teams do not win i out of all of them my team won once on the death star trench run And uh, it is cool. Like, the Death Star blows up and everything. You see the iconic shot. And the coolest thing is when you get into the TIE Fighter, uh, the the, uh, Trench Run area, the TIE Fighters will usually end up hitting the walls because there's too many of them that follow you in. So they get up bundled like they should in the movies. That's awesome. So it feels authentic. That Trench Run is the closest I have ever felt to replicating a significant moment in a movie. That is the idea of Battlefront that they were pitching to you. In that one moment, but that is one moment out of all three of those moments. So the first two modes are kind of whatever, and they we've kind of done them before. So let me ask: the trench run that's the coolest, but you have to get through those to get there.
1: Does the game end if you don't make it through the first two?
2: Yeah, no. Like if you fail the the first two objectives, you can't even get to the trench. So you have to get good teams to get even. It's like a twenty five minute mode sometimes.
1: That's cool though. If it
2: goes to the wire, and usually it does. Yeah. Uh, the Death Star or the Star Destroyer at the beginning is like hard oh, to c- take down if you get a team that doesn't know what the fuck they're doing. And I've played with some fucking idiots. Like, damn. The <laughs> reason why well, I haven't bought this game. And here's the thing <laughs> the they start you out on the thing that most people don't enjoy about the game the flying. And if you don't know how to fly in that game, you you will get crushed. I'm excited. Then I need to play it because that was
1: Fighter Squadron was like yeah, the only thing I played yeah when I stopped playing. That, oh
3: man, it's so much fun. Yeah,
1: and the
2: Fighter Squadron mode is the best mm-hmm. in space it's ever been. Yeah, and see the, the whole so good. the whole aspect of space battles. Yeah, technically being back for this like that's. And I'm telling you
1: like fighter squadron
2: either next to the because they are two different uh, fighter squadron maps that they've added to Mm -hmm. the rotation for that 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 DLC and whether it's the trenches or the Death Star or the Star Destroyer each one of them have cover and everything their whole this is my fucking thing on EA god damn the people when they announced this were like oh we can't do space battles because it would be space. There's nothing, there's no cover. We were flying in, in atmosphere with things that were no cover before, so why the fuck does that matter? And, oh, guess what? There's debris, there's asteroids, now there's trenches. There's more debris and cover in this and actual fighting fighter squadron mechanics than there's ever been. So the whole reason for not doing it is absolutely bullshit. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, the other, t- the other slight mentions I want to mention is that B-Wings and TIE Defenders are in this game mode, slash TIE de- Bombers, and they function as power-ups.
1: Stupid question. B-Wings are the, the t
2: ones, right? Yeah, yeah, I- yeah. Okay, yeah. okay yeah. I like the yeah, b The cool with the, cool, cool. the trifoil yeah. kind of thing yeah. going on. Yeah, okay. yeah. and cool. then uh, Y-Wings and B-Wings <clears> are power-ups now in these game modes, and then TIE Bombers and TIE Defenders are also power-ups retrospectively for the empire. So, that's cool. It's it's interesting. I just wish you could actually fly them. So. Um Death Star is is the best piece of DLC for the Trench Run moment alone. And that's what I will say about it. Okay. Oh, yeah. Rant done. You I for... know what a B-Wing
3: is. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Proud. Thank you guys for Proud humoring
2: my rant. I realized that went on a
3: little no, bit.
1: No, you got me interested.
2: You really did. It, it's it's fun. It, it's it's fun. It's just I would definitely recommend you enjoying what you've already seen before picking it up because it won't completely change your
1: mind. Now, would the season pass include that or is that separate? Yeah, season pass includes
2: okay. all that. Um, in fact, right now it's only available if you have the season pass. Okay. So you'd have to wait another week and a half to get it if you don't.
1: Okay, is season pass still fifty bucks?
2: Uh, I might. I think it might be forty now. Okay, but it's one of the two.
1: Cool. I'm interested. I've been wanting to check that out. Yeah, so. it's
2: fun. I'd love to play with more people in that mode.
1: Yeah, we need to get all of us into dude, it, dude. I'm <laughs> telling
2: you right now, retconning like the 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 moments where you say like, "There's too many of them," you know, like, <laughs> shit like that. So much fun. In it, they so. came from behind. <laughs> yeah. Are we? Are we playing? Now we're playing. Star Switch Box. to front deflector screen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, pew, 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 pew. I could go my, on for forever That was my favorite moment <laughs> Simply standing yeah. we standing ball The just pew pew pew. Pew pew, pew, pew. <laughs> pew 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 It's beautiful Speaking of pew
0: pews <gasps> Destiny <gasps> Rise <laughs> of Iron Cody so, How are you enjoying it? So <laughs> About 12 hours before launch <laughs> Me and Zane And one of the people we raid with Jess Decided to be like fuck it Let's wake up when it launches, which was two o'clock our time and play it. Damn. No, it was three o'clock our time. I apologize.
2: Okay. So that's when the servers went up. That's when the, the servers went online.
0: So you know we were like, we did that. You know, we all got on. It was about 10 minutes for launch, we we're all excited. And it launches and we all get kicked offline. We're like, okay, whatever.
3: Yep. <laughs> Ooh.
0: For the next two hours, we struggled to get
2: back
3: online.
1: We <laughs> yeah.
0: actually implemented a queue.
1: Oh, shit. So,
2: it's like Battle.net all over for it you again. This
1: was high in the queue from that picture she posted. Oh, no.
0: So, like, it started and like, you, like, like once they implemented the queue, I was, like, you know, like 7,000 or whatever, like, something not bad. And I got down to, like, 900 and then you just, unfortunately, it randomly kicked. It's like, god damn it. And this kept going, kept going. And then, like, we were, like, in, like, the queue in, like, the 300,000s and, like, absolute ridiculousness. Like I said, so, we logged on. I got up at about 1 because I couldn't sleep. Um, where it was about one thirty, the service launched at three. We didn't start get to start playing until five. Damn. So, wow. Had to go to work at seven. I did at ten thirty. <laughs> yeah. So shit. We got up and going, and we're like, all right, let's go. And we we played through the story. The story is great. Um, I think Saladin is actually worse than Eris. <laughs> Do. It. What <laughs> he's like terrible, <laughs> I. So
2: I'll give you a minor spoiler alert. I bought it, I got it, and, and John Lee bought it too. I yeah, so. funny, funny side note. Which notes,
1: right? I'm buying the Battlefront season pass right now because it's on sale for thirty two dollars. Oh, okay, no <laughs> shit, kidding. that's a good deal. So. Um,
2: so so yeah like Saladin's not as good you're saying cuz from what terrible. I've experienced so now, far he's like all right he's there No are you he's saying
1: there. just okay. personality wise
0: or quest wise or personality wise Like he's just boring or? He's really boring. He also just like says like the weirdest shit.
2: Wasn't wasn't Zane saying though that he calls that's a part you, of his
0: charm? He calls you young wolf.
2: Yeah, it's <laughs> like a joke. I no, thought
1: you were gonna
0: say mate. <laughs> <laughs> he calls you mate. <laughs> he calls you young wolf. Uh, so he's like, oh, "Good job, young wolf. You stopped them." I was like, "What? What the fuck? Are you? No one ca- who calls anyone young wolf." So like, this uh,
2: this wolf metaphor and like it was so theme funny. is like. So later overgone. on, you're
0: in one of the later missions, and he's like, "Your light is strong, young wolf. It is a dragon." Like. What? <laughs> so I'm like, well, for a dragon, figure it out. <laughs> what is happening?
2: Man, he sounds like he's kind of coming on to you a little bit. I don't know. He's like a, like a drag. I feel like, unfortunately,
0: <laughs> like he is one of the weaker parts of the expansion. Wow. As a whole, I feel like the story is strong, but like Saladin's involvement is—I feel like he's just there. Even he's exposition. He's, he's more there than Aeris was there.
2: Wow. Okay. So, so he really is like a talking face. He's pure exposition that's his function yep. but the stuff around him is
0: great okay so you know we get siva you know we, we fight the siva and everything i'm not going to go into too deep to it for spoiler reasons but the last story uh or the last mission of the story might be my favorite mission in all of destiny wow the story stuff that happens in it is fucking cool that's all i'm gonna say because i know neither of you have played it Right. Yeah, it's fucking cool.
2: I'm excited to play it, I won't lie. I'm gonna be doing a good amount of it tonight after this. Um that or Death Star. Uh <laughs> but I, I'm curious though. So my biggest question, obviously it worked for us. We we were like, you know what, let's re let's reignite the fire, so to speak, of old times. Mm-hmm. We all picked it up. Probably gonna be playing together probably pretty soon. Probably. Um is this do you think this was like for us? Kind of like a damn We got to go back into Destiny, and for people who are undecided, do you think they should? I think so. Yes. I mean, for it
0: depends on what reason you're playing Destiny. Um, At this time, the raid is live. It's already been beaten. It took two and a half hours for people to beat. (laughs) Right. I haven't. I mean, me and a couple of the people we raid with just hopped in there and just like messed around Mm. just to see what would happen. Yeah. Um, but we haven't actually done it, and we made the decision to actually go in full blind together this time.
2: Ooh, so like, so you haven't looked at the strats? No, during oh, wow. King's
0: fall, like by this time, like about the the raid's been live for about seven hours now. I'd already ran half the raid in random groups because I was like, I'm going in and I'm learning the strats. Nice. But then this time we decided, like, let's go in full bind. Let's figure it out.
2: Yeah, that's cool. I like that.
0: So, but anyway, um, let's go through some stuff real quick. The the quest system that they implemented in TTK is back, and it feels. Just as good as it did then as it does now. Cool. Um As a whole, I don't feel like Rise of Iron is as strong as Taken King.
2: Ooh. Okay.
0: It's also, you know, cheaper by ten dollars. But I mean, even still.
2: Oh, was the Taken King forty?
0: Taken King was forty.
2: Oh, okay.
0: Yeah. Or eighty, if you were us that bought the physical collector's edition. That's
2: right. Yeah. <laughs> I remember now.
0: So, um, the new exotics that I've got to touch have been fun, you know. Um, the two new ones that I have that you can get very early on are Kavabstav, which is one of the most funny unique guns they've ever put in the game. That's the starter one, right? That's yeah, the, the starter gun that's now an exotic. Sweet custom. So, um, it's really easy to get. You go in, you get it, and then um, it's not a rifle that you can modify to be. See, it's weird. Like originally, like we thought, like oh, it's gonna be like modified to be this type of weapon. It's still like an auto rifle no matter what you do. It just, like, sh- changes how it shoots. Okay. So, for example, like, you, it's an auto rifle. You can have be an auto rifle or you can change it to a burst like a pulse rifle. Mm. You can s- switch it to a semi-auto like a scout.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, like, it, it kind of almost sounds like the the Soros, but, like, way more extreme. Kind of. Yeah. So, it was,
0: like, think of it this way. So, like, the first thing is, like, the first row of options is that, you know, you change between full auto, burst, and semi-auto. When you go in through and you get like a couple other things that like affect like your stability and all that other stuff, and then the last two of our options are 400 RPM or 900 RPM, which just shoots um, minute, yeah. your your bullets. Those options affect the gun, even when you're not an auto rifle. If you so, have so if you're a scout rifle, huh, you can, hang on, hang on, hang on. So if you're a, if you have set it to a scout rifle, you can actually shoot this thing as fast as an auto rifle. If you're pulling the trigger fast enough.
2: But it hits like the scout rifle would.
1: Mm-hmm. That sounds like my type of gun.
0: <laughs> so, like, literally, when you're like 900 RPM, you can just sit there and go. Yeah. It's, and it's basically an auto, but it's like a little bit stronger because it's technically a scout. That makes me I'm, think I'm it's lie. fun as hell. That yeah, it's fun. I'm it's not going to lie.
2: Cool. I'm, I'm really excited about that because my favorite weapon, bar none, when I was like playing Destiny at first, was the Saros regime. And I liked it for that reason. It mm-hmm. hits yeah. so nice and hard.
0: Mm-hmm. I love that gun. So. It feels similar to Soros, and again, there's so many options to go through, and that's good. And then the other uh, weapon's the Alarhorn, and that's just stupid <laughs> fucking OP still. <laughs> Wait, I was going to say, which fear was it? The first or the second, where it was too powerful or not powerful enough? It's hard to say right uh... now. I, okay, I'll say this. I don't think it's not powerful, because sure as hell still is. We haven't done like a lot of like and content yet, and you know, like okay. the moments where yellowhorn really shine was like Nightfall, and then it's like Solar Burn, and then the bottom size, and like four rockets, and this is like
2: okay, yeah. So that stuff is going to be revealed as like people do the raid more, mm-hmm. and, like find master it. strategies. That's just how it goes. I mean,
0: you looked yeah. at you know how much yellowhorn was was fundamental to some of the raid strats when it was originally introduced, and it super, it was incredibly. You know, just like guns like Black Spindle and Touch of Malice were in King's Fall, mm-hmm. so. There's that. You have the story missions. That's um, really about it. Like, at this point, I actually kind of ran out of stuff to do. Like, I'm like, there's some other stuff that hasn't been revealed yet. By looking through, like, our Rise of Iron book, we know there's a quest on we haven't started yet. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called Metal and Flesh.
2: Uh, I think Zane mentioned this one. Was that the one that might be involving the weirdo? Version of uh Hadium Flakes or whatever filaments? Well, uh,
0: no, uh, you're talking about um the Siva Clusters. SIVA so clusters. just like there were in Taken King with the Calcified Fragments, there are these things called Dormant Siva Clusters.
2: Yeah, you randomly find them, right? 30 of
0: them randomly found. Yeah. We know where 26 of them are. Gotcha. The last four are probably in the Raid. Raid, yeah. And if there's anything like Taken King, these will probably be attached to the exotic um gun tied to the Raid. <clears throat> we assume this because they are character specific, just like the Calcified Fragments were. We don't know yet. Okay. so we've just been collecting
2: these things. Cool. Okay.
0: So
1: interesting. I still need to get the last two of those. <laughs>
0: I don't know if you can
1: now. I think that my last. I think I might need like one actually, and it's the.
0: Uh, it's court a of court orcs. of orcs. Okay, yeah. well you can still do that one. Um, speaking of court of orcs, the new court of orcs archon forge feels really numb. I don't like Really? It. It's really okay. So the things that you use to activate it, you know, before John Luke, how we'd have like. 20 tier ones and like 10 tier two and ten tier three things activate yeah you can hold one thing to activate an archon forge
1: and then you have to go leave and find another one pretty much no
0: so like once you have one you can't pick up many more so it's like you need to go do this before you can get more to drop
2: ah man that's kind of annoying because huh. like I'm not gonna lie. When I that was announced to me and it was like, "This is real horde mode." I'm like, "Oh, that's cool. It's I can also have some not fun and
0: chill." Real horde mode. <laughs> so uh, it feels. Uh, it honestly think. just feels like Prison of Elders, okay. With the axes, which by the way, the axes are a ton of fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They have two things where, like, um, like Sam was talking about before, how there's this like a counter down and that just counts down over time, or if you do the R two, which is the big smash. Let's do the melee. The counter actually goes back up. You're gonna effectively have the axe for like ever as long as there's stuff that's for there you t- for there for you to hit and you don't die.
1: Wow, I figured out the other one. I'm missing. I'm oh. missing two that
0: that that one and the Agonar crew. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, you can get both of those. That's fine. Yes, you so can you go
2: it. ham on that thing, huh? Yeah, I guess yeah. so.
0: Dang. So um, yeah, time will tell because the cool thing about Taken King was you know. This time last year, like we still didn't know about like all the hidden stuff they had hidden in daily heroics and stuff like that. So over the next coming weeks, I'm sure we will tell. Um I just wanna say this, like the the vendor weapons, so many of them have like stupidly good rolled perks. Cool. It's incredible. So
2: So you might be replacing your weapons rather than infusing them? Maybe some of depending them depending on what you, what you have. have. Yeah. That's cool.
1: I mean that adds a little bit of diversity, mm-hmm. which That's is cool. one of my issues with the game.
0: My um my one big thing right now is, um like, the grind to, because, like, there's, like, two, three thresholds of gear right now. You can get to 340 fairly easily. Blue Engrams decrypt up to 340, and it's pretty much guaranteed they're going to decrypt higher. Once you get to 340, Blue Engrams are basically worthless to you. They won't decrypt anything higher. And then Purple Engrams have a 50% chance to decrypt at one light higher. Hmm. So it takes a little bit of time. But then there is still stuff like running strikes, which gets you a lot of gear, and the strike specific loot can go forever, and the exotic engrams can go forever. So
2: And I won't lie, if there's one thing that I've found enjoyable about Destiny, pretty much bar none, I've enjoyed my time with the strikes. I I, I could I could run those all day and be pretty um, happy. Yeah, the overwhelming
0: happy. sense of nostalgia doing Devil's Lair again is yeah. too much for me to handle. Ah, um and the scared. new Devil's Lair is pretty good okay i'll be
2: i'll be excited to try that out
0: and then the the new strike uh the wretched eye is pretty cool i have not done the revamped fogoth yet but the cool thing about um i don't know if you guys ever ran the new version of winter's run that they did where like it actually changed the last boss and like he was like taken fight and everything yeah i did it with you like once yeah but um 80. These strikes, like Sepkis Perfected, is, like, basically a new strike. Oh, wow. And so it's actually – it's, it's like, there's new story to it, like, why you're going in there. It's not just, oh, yeah, Sepkis is a thing. Like, you saw – you see Sepkis in the first mission, and he's there. Okay. okay. But then it's, like, why are you going back in there? And, like, there's slight changes throughout the entire thing. Sometimes, mm-hmm. like, you saw in Tekken King where, like, they introduced to her, like, sometimes a boss will spawn and sometimes a different boss will spawn. Now, when you do the spider tank in Devil's Lair, sometimes there's not a spider tank and there's just, like, five ogres. Interesting.
2: So there's definitely variety now. mm -hmm. Okay. That's
0: cool. So um, I'm not saying it's the best thing in the world. I'm not saying it's the worst thing in the world. I'm having fun with it. Um, I just, yeah, I want to get into the raid. That's a big thing to do right now.
2: I I guess for me, and this is where maybe, like, later I'll obviously make that for myself. Uh um, Knowing me, as you do, Cody. Do you think I will enjoy? Because I I wanted anything out of this. I wanted a little bit more story, and I was compelled by the theme of like the Viking look and everything. And the, the I think location. the story's cool. Yeah, that's it's, that's gonna be good enough for me.
0: I don't think it's like as like grand and like like kind of just daunting that Taken King kind of introduced. This is kind of weird to say, but I feel like it's a little bit more niche. If that makes any sense,
3: that
2: could be really good or really bad for yeah. me, depending. So yeah, okay. I'll I'll, it's cool. I'll be patient. And though. like I
0: said, um, the stuff they do with the lore in the last mission, okay, of the DLC is fucking incredible. Siva's oh. terrifying, pretty much. Like the whole concept of the it. The whole concept of it is just like ridiculous. Okay. Yeah. So. Huh. All yeah. right. I just want my Cabal expansion. <sighs> at God this point damn, that's right? what I'm waiting also, for also <laughs> the other thing that like has like kind of like I'm not going to say ruined but like kind of toned back the expansion for me is like the more and more I realized like this whole expansion was their like rushed attempt f- for them to get something out for us while they were continue to work on Destiny 2
2: I, I had a feeling it would be that I was I guess my, my thing was like is it like you were saying with like the story and everything it might be a little niche I hope that niche is what I enjoy mm-hmm. yeah
0: i definitely recommend, I mean, if you've enjoyed Destiny in the past, I think it's worth worth picking up. Cool. Um, Time will tell if this is, like, a huge game changer for those that have not been interested in Destiny before.
2: Nothing else will be fun to run some stuff with you guys again. Yeah,
3: Yeah. it'll be
0: fun. I'll put on some music. There's talk, like, right now about, like, they, they might, quote, unquote, like, bring back the old raids as, like, the last, like, hoorah of Destiny 1, but, you know, everything's unconfirmed at this point, so. Cool. All right. That's about it. Um, for not having a lot of news and stuff to talk about, <laughs> we've only already almost gone 15 minutes, and we're just now starting the topic. 50 minutes? Yeah. So
2: does it does it need to be long though? No,
0: I'm just saying. Okay. I'm just saying that like we were talking about how like oh we don't have a lot to talk about, and obviously we do. So got the topic, yeah, <laughs> the topic that we actually teased a couple weeks ago when we did the No Man's Sky, mm. um, refund talk. What makes you Want to pre-order slash buy a game. We're going to be diving more into the pre-order portion of it as we feel like that's more the bigger issue right now. Yeah. So where do we begin?
2: Um, I guess like do you guys enjoy uh, purchasing uh, before the game months in advance? Do you like the concept of pre-ordering or are you more against it? let me put it this way in high school I was the type of kid who as
1: soon as a game got announced like so let's take ODST for example um I played the shit out of Halo 3 it made me buy a 360 and you know as soon as they announced ODST I'm like oh hell yeah i go after school the same day pre-order it nowadays I'm like not, not only do I am I a little more selective about the games but I feel like that that speaks for all of us but um now I'm I at least unless it's something that like I've seen a good fair amount of like say you're dishonored too um i usually wait till m- maybe a month before maybe a couple weeks before if it's a guaranteed purchase for me to pre-order it
0: like i don't do it right away anymore so i, I think don't that's the big thing like for me like if it's like just to to use the words you just said if it's a guaranteed purchase i'm gonna pre-order it it's just you know regardless whether the the pre-order bonuses are are there or not if they're stupid or not like, I mean it's just like I don't lose anything technically if I'm one hundred percent on buying a game to pre order it and get the extra stuff than just to wait till day one and just buy it.
2: That's fair. Um I was gonna say for myself, I, I think for me, if if it's like the pre orders are so monumentally good, um, I gotta get it. Case in point, and I'm glad you reminded me at the beginning of the cast, Cody, um, I was about to say, oh, I haven't pre-ordered anything in a million years. I space that during E3, I had actually pre-ordered the fractured butthole for South Park. and But again, I totally like that,
0: that instance is a little bit more unique because how say. many times do we see like, oh, you pre-ordered this game? Well, here's a fucking second game because you pre-ordered
2: it. And it was, yeah. it was the game also coming, if I'm not mistaken, to PS4 for the first time as Correct. well. And we're talking, uh, by the way, listeners, we're talking about the original... Uh, stick of Truth game. It was included oh. in the pre-order bonus for Fractured Butthole. That's interesting, then, because the,
1: yeah. the only thing I had pre-ordered up until this last week was Dishonored 2, and because... you got the first full game with it as well. Yeah.
0: Which, I mean, I feel like those two yeah. games are really the only two instances we've really seen of something like that. And I think the reason why those two games specifically, well... Bayonetta. That was another one. They edited it. Hmm. But I feel like it also kind of comes into this. Like, Dishonored, specifically, I feel like had somewhat of a cult following. Like, not a lot of people played it, but those who did loved it. So, like, once they started building up more hype around, like, Dishonored 2, when it was, like, it was their closing thing at E3 this year, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, there was obviously a lot of hype around it. So, I think for that, it was more, hey, here's this. If you pre-order it, you get the first game to play it because we want you to play it because we feel like you haven't
2: right and i i'll be honest too um i know i know like while in games obviously gameplay is king but i do feel sometimes we we do fracture the story sometimes and i think like the experience would be better if the story matched on point with the gameplay yeah and i think these types of pre-order ideas are not only less bullshit sounding because it's not the like you get exclusive skin for blah 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 only if you pre-order before this date. But it's also, like, you get to experience the game that's really making this game happen. Because yeah. it had to have had interest for a second one to be even exactly. greater. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I think you're introducing the audience not only of the original that are just reminded of that great nostalgia, but also a new one, like you were saying, Cody, um, that get to experience that first game into the second. But again,
0: like, getting a whole nother game for pre-ordering is not something you see a lot.
2: That's true. No, but I think... Since it's starting to happen now with both South Park and uh, Dishonored, I think depending on the success of those pre-order um, numbers, we might see it in the future. Yeah, I think it's a good idea. So I guess I'll just start this, this portion of it
0: off. Like like specifically, what makes me want to actually pre-order a game? And it's a couple things. One, if it's like a sequel to like a game series or a franchise that I've really, really enjoyed throughout the years. Like for example. Kingdom Hearts 3.
2: Yeah, you're going to get that. No matter, right. the I'm a Shit. I'm pruding no matter what. I don't care if
1: it comes with Sora's underpants. I
0: don't, <laughs> I don't care if it comes with nothing. It's just like the whole thing. It's just like. And like, you know, you have the people like Xana and Andrew, I know, who do this a lot where like they use pre order as a way of just kind of like paying it off as you go, like a couple months before the game. I've done it's easier too. for them to do yeah, that. Yeah, that's a whole other I, aspect. That's a whole other aspect yeah. of it, right? So, sequel to a game I've enjoyed before. Um, if it looks incredibly unique like something that's like not really done been done before and the biggest example i can see of this right now is Horizon mm-hmm. zero dawn you know this was announced two years ago at e3 now mm-hmm. yeah so and it comes out in february and just from the moment that they released that game i was or the release of the first show i was like oh my god this game looks beautiful and looks really fucking unique so that's what drove my interest there and then the last thing is um, when a game is made by a developer that I trust and I've enjoyed in the past.
2: Yeah, that's a very good point. K- and I think Kojima, the, Kojima, like
0: um, Destiny, yeah. was one of them because of Bungie, and I think that was the 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 way to drive it home for so many people who fell in love with Halo.
2: Yeah, um, and and that's a very good point, both as a con and as it is a
0: because honestly. Bro. And I love you while I say this because I know you've done this before. My biggest problem with that, though, is when people compared that game to the developers' past games.
2: True. Because the
0: people who are like, oh, like Destiny, needs to be more like Halo. No. No
2: well, one doesn't. I'm going to say this, too. Maybe this is going a little far, but, I mean, this is kind of Halo MMO. The, the basic combat of Halo is still the core of Destiny.
0: Which is, I mean, it's just a shooter,
2: though. But, but you could say the, the same thing. The with... type of, like, floatiness in right. many ways and, like, how it looks and how it feels to you. Destiny feels like I'm playing Halo for but the most part. It feels like, but and the people who, like, especially.
0: complain and, like, bash Destiny because it isn't enough like Halo. Like, those are the people who are, I'm just like, it's not supposed to be.
1: Right, that's the um, same argument yeah. people had about Marathon and Halo. Exactly, like
2: it's just the next evolution. Yeah, funny that would continue on. Yeah, for Bungie's legacy. It's kind of mm-hmm. funny. Um, yeah, no, I I agree what you're saying there. Um, yeah, personally for me, um, unless you wanted to go ahead, John, like I'm sorry.
1: No, no, that was that was it. Okay, I I do want to talk about preorder bonuses and my opinion on those. But if you have something else, go for it.
2: I was just gonna say too, like, I. I I really, really tried and go off being, I think as we are, very informed consumers. That's why we're doing the podcast is Mm because we're like super enthusiasts. Um, But I think think it has to do with developer first. Um, If I know what they did last time, it's kind of like when I go to a movie and I'm really excited for it. Um, What have you done for me lately applies to games as much as it does for movies. Mm -hmm. So if uh, that publisher is really good at what they do and I trust them, yeah, I'm definitely going to go for it. Um, I won't say it always forces me to buy pre-order though. I'm... Lately, with the nature of pre-orders, and I've seen how a lot of people have just done it to do it, and that's kind of the mentality, especially with the tiers of rewards, I think it encourages bad practices overall for me that I find annoying. So maybe it's a little like, I guess, annoying and like mm, anti-establishment of me or something like that, (laughs) but like a super hipster or something, I don't know. Um, but it's I just I kind of go list. off pre-order based on that for the most part. However, developers can make me sway, and certain types of pre-order bonuses, I will admit, still affect me too. I'm just as guilty of it as the average consumer in many ways. But for me, the biggest moments of that are stuff like South Park. I would like to see those types of pre-order bonuses included in the future because I think those are positive pre-order bonuses. They are. That and betas. Those, yeah. those are amazing Order ones
0: yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. I like those Stuff too. like that, but I mean like... Let's be honest, like the pre order now when you get the exclusive shader. I, does, uh, it, Baby doesn't matter. Winston, like it does stupid it, shit it, like in that. In the grand scheme of things, yeah. it does not matter.
2: No, I, I agree. I just for me, I just find it fucking annoying. My, so I just like I try and go against it based off that. That's
1: a good thing to bounce into what I was wanting to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um types of pre-order bonuses. That's a it's a big deal. Like yeah. something that really, really um disencouraged me when I was kind of waning on the pre-order thing um arkham city if you pre it with um let's let's say gamestop for example you get your catwoman missions which are mm-hmm. a decent part of the story i mean they technically do add to the experience then you take your if you go to best buy and then you preorder it there you get the robin dlc it's like it's the Fractured. stuff like that bugs me if yeah. you feel like you're Missing a piece of your game because you missed out on a pre-order bonus—that's a—that's a, that's a problem. If you're not
0: pre-ordering, if you were, or if you were pre-ordering at a certain from location. a certain retailer, yeah.
2: But again, that hasn't happened a lot of times. It's happened less and less now, and yeah. I think mm-hmm. it's because people like you observe, John Luke, that yeah. it was really annoying. It was like fact fracturing things, yeah. rather than like helping.
0: Well, like let me ask: What is the the Gallyhorn pre-order? Can you get that in the game? Okay, so here's how the Yallowhorn pre-order works. When you load up Rise of Iron for the first time, you get Iron Yalohorn. Okay. It is legitimately a second gun at level three. Okay. You cannot use Iron Yalohorn until you complete the Yalohorn quest. Okay. I don't know why they did it this way. They could have done... They just implemented fucking ornaments into the game. They could have just given you the ornament as a... so it's
1: literally just a skin.
0: No. It is literally a second gun. You have two different Yowler Horns now. Wow. My Iron Yowler Horn is still level three.
2: Interesting. Okay. Um, yeah. There's also
0: people who are like claiming that Iron Yowler Horn actually shoots differently than regular Yowler Horn. Whatever. I was like, Stop.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's it, my my main point with priority bonuses. If you feel like you're missing a piece of the game that would either add to the story, add to your experience, that, that bothers me. It does.
2: Right, I yeah, I, I, agree. I agree with that too. And you remember back in the day too, the one of the biggest controversies around Cities: Time, and then it also extended into Mass Effect Three is another instance yeah. of this happening. Yeah, that was Day a One big DLC. One. Holy shit, Yeah, dude. with the Prothean. Yeah, that was that was Javik. Yeah, that, yeah, oh my god, that was a story like, changer for sure.
1: Cody, you watched me play that part of the I game. Remember, that's a huge deal. Oh I love that mission dude. too. It's so cool. It is. You go back yeah. and yeah. Don't get me started on that.
2: But that's what I'm saying. It's like stuff like that's, that, that that's gets annoying. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, since has slowly started to go more towards like pre-order, like exclusives, which totally makes sense. You look at all the other things. You know, we have you know the betas. We have the full extra games, which those two fucking awesome. Like that rewards the player for being loyal to your game and wanting to pre-order it. Then you look at oh, pre-order now and you get an extra weapon skin. That's just that's just a thing. It doesn't affect gameplay. It doesn't really enhance your experience experience at all. It doesn't hurt you or reward you really for pre ordering.
2: Right. I just um, I think the other thing to take away too when I recommend this to other people that aren't like us that know the developers that know the publishers mm-hmm. and like are familiar with what types of games they produce. For example, I think pre orders are dangerous for average consumers
3: and that
2: also goes into the talk that we had around no man's sky as well when we were discussing hype and getting excited for games i think that the pre-order side of it does fuel that type of thinking and that type of logic and i think it's a flawed type of thinking a flawed type of logic so i would highly encourage for average consumers to wait you can wait a few days. Exactly. And for the most part, most of the pre-order bonuses are still applicable for the first week or a couple days after the launch anyway. Or and again,
0: like, having a random, like, fucking cosmetic thing or whatever. You don't need it. It no. does not affect yeah, your gameplay. You yeah. It. I'm, like, I'm sorry to blow your mind. <laughs> yeah. No. you're it's not still the same anyone's.
2: game. Yeah, you're exactly right. And that's why I think the right type of, like, talk around pre-orders is good, too. Because there are those that are just like don't pre-order because it's like, it's stealing from the consumer. And I'm like, it's not stealing from the consumer. It's just dumb. Yeah. That's just that's like all it is. Yeah. It's just dumb. Just so,
1: don't fight by bitching about it. <laughs> like, yeah. Use- Make your point with your yeah. wallet, you know.
2: Exactly, it's, fight with your money, and that's yeah. that's why I I would say again, you know, for average consumers, for people that aren't paying attention to every single game that comes out and aren't talking about it, I mm-hmm. guess, and aren't listening to podcasts as much as we do about this yeah. shit. Um, I would encourage you to stop and wait a second before you're just like, gotta get that scared. And ugh! You know,
0: (laughs) my dick is is so hard over
2: this skin right now. My dick is so hard for that exclusive (laughs) skin in Call of Duty. My perk packages are ready, bro. (laughs) Jesus (laughs) Christ.
0: So, and again, it's like the whole mentality of just like the the people. Like, I think people forget that, like, if you if you don't pre order the game. You could still buy it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's the other thing too. Oh gosh, I'm gonna blow your this fucking is, mind right yeah. now.
2: And <laughs> again, like I, I, again, like Cody did remind me of the one pre-order, but other than that, I haven't pre-ordered like anything this year. I mean, and, but, like, the only sc- things,
0: the only things I have pre-ordered right now are like like guaranteed buys. Yeah, yeah.
2: like I'm probably I I will say a couple days before XCOM Two launches, I'm probably gonna get it just yeah. pre-loaded on my.
0: But that's different. Yeah. Like that, like digital pre-orders is a completely different thing because it adds that option of preloading, which is just fantastic.
2: Yes, yeah, that's, so that's a
1: good thing. In this age of games that take up like thirty gigs, it's like,
3: yeah.
2: But and again, like yeah. you were saying for that first part of the argument as well, it's like guaranteed buys. I gotta get that. So here's I'm gonna this. Pre-load it on my. Yeah, own.
0: here's right. this, and I actually have to look into this to be hundred percent sure. Mm. When you pre-ordered Ratchet and Clank, the new one, you got the Bouncer. Let me tell you, yeah, Bouncer's broken as all. So Fuck.
2: that changed the
0: gameplay of the game and how yes. you played it. Yep. Oh. I need to figure out how you can get the bouncer if you can without pre-ordering it.
2: So that's kind of like shaky territories. Yeah. And again, like we were talking about before, is like stuff that breaks or changes the gameplay experience. This is
1: kind of an, a niche um, example, but I had a little bit of extra money, so I went and picked up the new Naruto fighting game the other the other day. Oh, did
2: you? Yeah. Can I come over and check that out sometime? It's fun, dude. Is yeah. it? Yeah. Okay. I, uh, I maybe I'll let you borrow it. Um,
1: the Sorry. pre-order bonus for that was um. Slight spoilers for a, a 10-year-old story. Um, N- Naruto's uh, son and Sasuke's daughter mm. f- uh, from the the later the last chapter of the series. And there were two playable characters. Um, and you also got uh, adult Naruto and adult Sasuke as characters. Now, since I bought the game three months later, um, I don't get any of those four fighters. But I did look up and you can unlock the two adult characters. But the two kids were locked to pre-order purchase.
2: Man, that's so. That is a little sad because yeah. they are playable characters, yeah. and I'm assuming that they provide a unique experience. Oh, I'm here. sure. I yeah. mean, you they take a fighting a game.
1: I mean, that's part of a fighting game's appeal is how large the roster is, and yeah. that's that's two pieces missing. Well, and how
2: know. how they fight too. Yeah. Can confirm.
0: If you did not pre-order the game from a participating retailer, and you cannot get it. Damn. Yeah, see, that. that's when we're getting, like you said, into a little more dangerous territory. Like,
2: Yeah, that's that's shady shit. And, yeah. you know, a little bad on them for doing that. It's just, unfortunately, Ratchet wasn't, you know, the huge AAA release that, you know, like a Call of Duty or something. I mean, like right now you're like, looking at just buying, like, a code the code from,
0: from wherever. Yeah, like, You're looking at buying it from, like, a, a physical copy or whatever. Yeah. But Which, again, like, that one, dirty fucking territory that it's like, oh. Yeah like that game that gun's fucking broken.
1: <laughs> I am guilty of looking up that Naruto DLC online to see if anybody was selling a code. I found Xbox 1 codes for like 10 bucks, PS4 codes 50-60 bucks. People were trying to make money off of. Let's see how much I can, people stuff are like to sell the these Destiny for. shader that you got for doing advanced warfare. Like people were buying oh, yeah. that for 30-60 <laughs> bucks like <laughs> oh. That's that's the type of mentality that we need to you know, like I said, argue with it against it with your wallet, you know?
2: Yeah, I, I just I don't I don't want to encourage it and that's why I try not to do stuff like that. Yeah. Um, which is
0: fair. Yeah. Okay. So uh it's like three dollars on eBay. So at least people are like being cool about about <laughs> it at least. Yeah.
2: That's interesting. <laughs> okay. So I guess um I mean, dude we have anything crazier
1: to say about it? Maybe we should talk about the positive, like what what, what does make you want to pre order a pre-order game?
2: I already I already said that. I mean I that. Okay.
1: Well then. Okay. <laughs> I was just gonna say, it's
2: like, sorry, and I don't. Mean no, to no. be... You're good. Blunt, but I was just gonna say too, like, so where are you decided on the factor? Would you encourage other people to pre-order games? I'm not going to encourage it. I'm not going to disencourage it. Your middle ground.
0: Discourage? Dis- 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 yeah, this. It <laughs> <laughs> it's just like again, like just realize what you're getting into when you pre-order it. And again, it goes back to the thing. I just,
2: this is like the theme
0: of my fucking life at this point. It's just like. <laughs> fucking managing your expectations and managing
2: hype yeah. yeah and communication is as always it's it's funny like you know you don't realize how much of a broken record the conversation is until you have the conversation and have it over and over and over again the theme of this year I feel is a cautionary tale yeah to exactly what we're talking about so yeah I mean I again I I would stress as a hard fast rule don't pre-order as a kind of once in a while rule use your better judgment pre-order never pre-order except for this one time where you kind of want to because there's a thing (laughs) well like 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 in in society there is some common sense logic i think my common sense logic for me is i will not pre-order a game unless again i know it's a complete buy or i get a really special kind of thing with it and again those positive special things are the extra game Let me put
1: let me put another positive spin on that because I'm I'm definitely agreeing with you, Anthony. I would love to. I want to encourage people to not pre-order as much as possible. Yeah, pre-order if it's a guaranteed buy, like we said, or this is a little shaky territory. But if it's a developer that you care about and you want to support and say it's a sequel,
3: like South Park or like Dishonored, you know, you want to support the developer.
1: Um, don't if if it's a game that you are like kind of iffy about or if wait, you don't know right, enough just wait, about just wait, it just Wait, just wait. if you want to pre-order it if there's that sweet skin or that sweet gun skin or whatever that you want to get pre-order it like five days before it comes out that way you get to absorb all the trailers and all the mechanics that they've actually put out you pre-order pre-game. it
0: like if you, if you unless you're one of those people who are like so opposed to buying yeah. stuff digitally and it,
1: I had to look at John look for a second. My <laughs> reason nowadays
0: is hard drive space cuz I have none. Okay. <laughs> yeah, well, um you can pre-order a game like 10 minutes before it yeah. actually goes you're out right and still get, yeah, yeah. still get the bonuses.
1: But do you, let me put it this way. This is kind of weird for, for, to add to this conversation, but if you are looking at a game like let's take Horizon for example. It's nowhere near out. You're probably going to pre-order it. Yeah. Um Let's take me with Fallout 3. Um, you guys know I, I fucking worship that game. That's that's one of my things that I just love in the gaming community. But back in 2008, I had no clue about that game. The, don't rob yourself of those happy moments where you discover something you love. Yeah, that's a good point, and too. And that's a weird way to put it. But, I I mean, uh, Dishonored. I picked up the game because the cover looked cool.
3: Because <laughs> I had, cause I had extra bonkers. money.
1: And it was at Best Buy, and I was like, "Oh, that game looks kind of cool. It's about an assassin. Oh, cool. His name is um, Italian for crow. Uh, nice. Yeah, like okay. Maybe maybe I'll grab that. And don't yeah, don't rob yourself of those moments where you discover your dishonored, you discover your fallouts, you discover
2: your
0: Mass Effects. Like
2: that's a very. I'm trying to
0: time. think if there's been any games like that for me.
2: Mass Effect 2 is mine. But like God. I look at
0: it for same, me, same dude, same. Which like the only console I've like ever actually had at launch and, like, buying so many games as they were launched as now that I'm an adult has really been, like, the PS4. Like, I came into the 360 area so late. Yeah. I was, like, discovering these games, like, you know, when they'd been out for a couple of years at that point. And just being like, John Locke, sitting in Jazz Band, what, what do I need to buy for my 360? Like, writing down shit on all Shit,
1: Catherine, man.
2: Like, th- there's another i pre-ordered Catherine, though. You need to finish that. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you can give me shit yeah. on that
3: one, Cody. I
0: will give you shit right. on that thank you and for pre, have you do okay you don't have advanced warfare pre-order do you oh infinity you mean oh uh, yeah or infi- warf- infinity warf- warfare infinite warfare
2: yeah um no good yeah I'll be honest so after that discussion we had on <laughs> Fpss I'm not gonna lie I have I have been thinking hard about what I really want to play because I've realized yeah. no well thanks no that's a good thing it. I'm yeah I'm not gonna pre-order it I'm I still think for the sake of us as like moving forward as like reviewers and like people talking about things, I feel like I owe it to myself to either be fucked in the ass or to fuck (laughs) everyone else in the ass if I'm right about that game. So I am going to buy it eventually. I'm not going to pre-order it though. Not going to pre-order it. Yeah. So, but I will probably play it. I just, I'll tell you right now between battlefield one and Titanfall two, I'm probably not going to be playing Titanfall two. I, I had the uh, I'm kind of with you on the that. The beta man for yeah. Battlefield One was mind bogglingly fun. It was so good. Yeah.
0: Wow. Any other thoughts on this before we close? I mean I think we've said everything that has to be said. Yeah. It's just like again, like I don't people don't realize that like oh if I don't pre order this game, get the skin, my enjoyability of it, it's gonna be vastly lower. Yeah, and Joe Schmo over here who pre-ordered <laughs> right. it the second after it was announced.
2: Yeah, and I think there's like there's two sides of the argument. Much as everything else in like life, it seems these days, there's always these two absolute ideologies that seem to be presenting their thoughts as never do it or always do it. And I really, really want to encourage sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. Like we don't have to live in a black and gray universe. Black and white. Or black and white universe. Live in a gray <laughs> universe. We need to live in a gray universe because that's kind of the reality Shout of everything. Shout to this election. Yeah, no, that, no. that's... I'm telling <laughs> you, man. No, that's been my day, political day. day. No, it <laughs>
1: really overlaps everything in the world right now. Yeah.
2: I just... I think there's there's, uh, there's zeitgeist and it's that, that two ideology mentality of absolutes. and I think that's why the greatest stories are the ones that have multiple different understandings and why anti heroes are so cool.
0: Yeah, that's true, man. So more of the stories is anti antihero. Be a vigilante, you motherfucker. Yeah.
2: And only pre-order once or twice a year. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, and only for games that you, you know you'll yeah. love. Yeah. Because, yeah. again, I think the last game I actually... Okay. No, because I, I definitely pre-ordered Rise of Iron. Um, I think the last game before that that I truly pre-ordered was Division. And
1: See, and you have your uh, fucking watchdogs. You have your stinkers, man. Yeah. Like, it's what happens.
0: I watch dogs as I look at you. Online. And then you learn.
1: And then
2: know. you yeah. learn. And we've, we've all learned. We're teaching our lessons to you, gotta, you children. Yeah.
0: yeah, I mean... I, I preach this because, you know, I've, I've been bitten by a I've been, I've been <laughs> As we by stare at its
2: carcass on the table.
0: <laughs> Again, and I've, I've stressed this all throughout these, these similar topics that we've had over the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Like, manage your expectations. You know, like, recognize what you're getting into. Recognize what you don't realistically have to do. I mean, God,
1: that's it. This really goes back to that. Like you said, our last um, cast that I was on, the entitlement thing. Mm -hmm. Like, don't buy a game, be disappointed in it, and then say that it's the developer's fault.
2: Live and learn. Yeah. And that's why we're doing this
1: for you right now. Yeah. I mean, again, that goes with your real life stuff. Watchdogs was the
0: developer's (laughs) fault.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, that was terrible. Well, but then,
2: and yeah, and then again, once again, we could delve into like, when people fly, like, lie flat out lie yeah
1: just don't don't blame other people it's like cody said manage your expectations be informed with no matter what you do be informed maybe you don't feel
0: informed enough just wait
2: do you know how people could get informed guys uh google or you could go to geekdomination.net and check out reviews and see what we're talking about the latest things go
1: google (laughs) geekdomination
3: we have to Segway, man I <laughs> gotta <laughs> do it no I, I was i with you man
0: <laughs> but yeah as always find all of our content over Um, I know we have a couple of reviews running I know I talked about this in last week's cast but I just published an article reminiscing and reflecting about all the fucking wow madness yeah. I've gone into
2: yeah over go the read years. it please it was a great great article and I think uh, I think we got some extra likes on the page because we of it did. so yeah. it's a good read Respect. please go check
1: that out so share okay. it if you want please uh, subscribe, leave a five-star review. Uh, donate to my, our PayPal. <laughs> we'll
2: let like, you know when we get that up and running. I, I'm, just, I'm just talking shit. That's how most people...
3: <laughs>
0: if you enjoyed this video, a positive rating would be appreciated.
2: Uh,
1: pre-order well. our Blu-ray for the podcast. <laughs> um, and you get a special uh, lithograph of Cody wearing a Harambe costume.
2: Yeah, you remember how we were telling you guys to not sometimes pre-order things? Pre-order all of our shit. Special Super Harambe Mick Edition HD Remix HD
0: Remix <laughs> The Second Coming Coming out this fall Coming out this summer It's fall <laughs> <Yeah>. Fuck <laughs> so We're late We gotta get that
1: shit Oh uh, we have a delay <laughs> <laughs> You get a pumpkin spice With every purchase <laughs> Topical
0: <laughs> What are we doing I don't even
1: know This like, is a weird cast <laughs> <now>. <laughs> I don't even know I had fun though It,
3: it was, was fun. a lot of fun So yeah
0: Thank you guys for listening Um, Have a lovely day We, we we'll love see you next time
3: Bye